Praise God. It's good to be back in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Praise God. I mean, Malacca, huh? the members asked us to a physical church. Pastor Lazy, really. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you for the introduction. We want to trust God this morning that the Lord will speak to us. The Lord will challenge us. All right. Uh, it's a very, very important topic, very crucial topic. Uh, and uh, this is from my perspective, I'm going to share with you. Maybe it's slightly different from your senior pastor in some aspect. All the details, I, I leave it with her, the logistics and the technicalities. So I'm going to share with you some things I've learned in terms of mentoring. All right. So let's just bow our hearts and look to God in prayer this morning. Lord, we're so thankful for this wonderful time of worship. Lord, may our hearts be drawn towards you this morning. And oh God, that you will speak to us and release God the desire to serve you in disciple making, in mentoring, and in the kingdom of God. Lord, that your name be lifted up and glorified in Jesus' most wonderful name we pray. Amen. Praise God. I can't see that. Oh, good thing I brought my, I cannot see my own notes over there. All right, never mind. Let's, let's look, begin. I'm going to talk about the importance and the goal of mentoring. Importance and the goal of mentoring. Last week, you had a biblical uh, understanding of mentoring. And this morning, we talk about that. Yeah, okay, sorry. Now, <laughs> that thing came out, right? So, the importance, the importance and the goal of mentoring. If you've been a Christian for many years, you would have heard about discipleship, right? You would have heard of mentoring. I remember having some sessions with the church. I think it's 2008, if I'm not mistaken, about 14 years ago. A challenge for each one of you to really take out mentoring. I'm going to share with you Acts 11, 21 to 24, a little bit about Barnabas. I know your pastor will be sharing more details later. But this morning, I'm going to look at verse 21. It says, The Lord's hand was, up, was upon them, and a great number of people believed in the Lord and turned to the Lord. And news of this reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. They sent Barnabas to Antioch. So Barnabas is a very special person. Verse 23 when he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. So to me, Barnabas is a tremendous mentor, mentor par excellence. All right? uh, he was sent by the church there to really... Uh, uh, be empowered by the grace of God and to encourage the, the members. All right, the, the essence of mentoring is encouragement. All right, sometimes we, we are so afraid, I, I cannot mentor, I'm not a leader, I cannot do this, I cannot do PowerPoint. Oh man, PowerPoint, no need one, actually. If you can do it, praise God. <laughs> it, just be yourself and to really encourage somebody. All right, and here there was Barnabas, he was a good man. Full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. This morning, are you a good man, a good woman? Yeah? Full of faith? Yeah? And full of Holy Spirit? Then you can be a mentor. So at the end of the preaching, I hope that either you become a mentor or mentee. 100%. Okay? Either all of you will be a mentor 
or the rest of you be a mentee to be mentored. Either way, either get involved in mentor or be mentee. All right, uh, to be mentored. Okay, so mentoring is something I believe is in the heart of the Lord. Okay, mentoring is not a new concept. is 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 a biblical one, but we have rediscovered in the church as well as in the secular. So it's not something new. You probably have heard about it, uh, both in the business world as well as in the Christian circles. I think uh, the, the brother was giving a testimony. In, even in, in his corporate world, in the business world, we talk about mentoring, right? In, uh, in, your, in your business, in your corporate world. You heard of uh, Lee Kuan Yew was a mentor or, of the government, of the next prime minister. We hear many, many leaders that are mentoring others in the corporate world. All right, so mentoring concept in, in a corporate world, in a secular, as well as in the Christian circles. It is something uh, workable, it is something usable, and it is something very important All right, so for us to be challenged. And the church vision, your church, praise God for Pastor Yin Meng, Pastor Francis, and the pastoral staff, is to make disciples and mature believers and multiply leaders to bear fruit. I believe, you didn't tell me all this, but I believe that the purpose, the vision of the church is really to make disciples, all right, and to mature believers and raise leaders that they may bear fruit. That's why we do mentoring. It's not because of a program, it's not to recruit you, give you more responsibility, give you more burden. I've got enough burden in my life already. I've got so much work, there's financial stress, there's a pandemic, etc., etc., etc. I believe the vision is to make disciples, all right? To make disciples, to multiply leaders, to mature believers through the mentoring process. This is workable. Through the test of time, through our own ministries, we've seen lives being transformed through a one-on-one, -on -one, whether formal or informal or casual. Nowadays, it's easier to mentor. You can WhatsApp, you can video call, uh, you can do things that are easily uh, communicable or accessible. Much, much more easier. Okay. The definition of mentoring is the ability to apply skills, knowledge, and experience to new situation. And there are a lot of a lot of definitions you can Google it. But for me, it is a, it is what I call the invitation for wisdom. The whole idea of mentoring is that you know, somebody have gone through experience of life, and has, he has the ability to apply the skills and knowledge and experience to new situations. We are always going through new situations, new paradigms, new challenges. Every generation, every era, there's a new challenge. So here comes somebody, maybe ahead of you one step, with new uh, ability to apply skills, knowledge, and experiences. There are a lot of people who know a lot, can know a lot of knowledge, but don't know how to apply. <laughs> Don't have the wisdom to really apply the knowledge or experiences to tailor me in whatever circumstances the person is. So to me, the important definition of mentoring is wisdom. And the goal of mentoring is to accelerate personal development by providing guidance and feedback. 
It's all very simplified because it's not a, a seminar or mentoring. It's a preaching session, all right? So the, the conceptualize it, the goal is to accelerate. Of course, you can grow slow, slowly, but we want to accelerate your growth in an intense uh, one-on-one basis. Uh, accelerate personal development, providing guidance and feedback. Uh, personal guidance and feedback, okay, very important, the feedback. No, as a guest preacher, I can come and preach. After that, I go home. I don't know. I don't know what's happening in your life. No feedback. Uh, your problems, your situation, your struggle. But you have a mental guide. Then feedback and talk and explain and question. All right. So the goal is really to have a, a relationship where there is that a personal development. All right, one-on-one and feedback and guidance. Three key themes of mentoring, very briefly, is first of all, it's a guidance for life journey. Guidance for life. We're in a journey of life. All right, it's a guidance, number one. Secondly, it is coaching for major life skills. Uh, how to live life. All right, coaching. And third theme is a framework for midlife transition. These are three things. Three important reasons why we want to be mentor, mentored or we want to mentor. Okay, these are three very crucial reasons. Guidance for life journey, all of us in the life journey, and then coaching for major life skills, how to live life, and a framework for midlife transition. All right, midlife is a very crucial, very crucial. When we come to 45, 50, and 55, midlife crisis. How do we transition? And mentoring helps a lot. All right, first of all is the guidance for life journey. Hebrews 11, verse 8, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he, could, should, which he should after receive for inheritance, he obeyed, he went out not knowing whither he went. Abraham went on a long journey. God led him from the earth, the Chaldees, and then into the promised land through a long journey, step by step by step by step. So all of us are going through a life journey, okay? So mentoring helps, uh, helps us to really get into, to realize we're on a journey of life, all of us. And this morning, we're on different stages, all right? And in the journey of life, there are at least four or five P's. You need to, you, first of all, you need to develop your personhood. And then you need to develop uh, your, as, a, as a provider, and then as a, as a partner, as a parent. I miss up proclaiming, proclaimer as well. In, 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 your, in your journey of life, we teach young people, first of all, you, you must develop your personhood, your character, uh, your habits of life as a person. All right, and then as a as a provider, get a job and, and provide for yourself, for your family, etc. And then you get married. You 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 you're a partner. You're a life partner. How do you, your married life? And then as finally is is is, is your, as a as a parent, how to raise children? So in our journey of life, there at least these are the areas we want to develop in the journey of life, and we need guide. Whether you like it or not. Maybe you think you don't need guide. You know, I, a couple of friends in our exercise group in Malacca, 
we, we, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we go to the park for one and a half hours. We do physical exercise, full body workout. All right. And this group of two of them went climb Mount Kinabalu. Wow, Mount Kinabalu. And uh, to cut the long story short, they had a guide. They needed a guide to climb Mount Kinabalu. It's not easy, isn't it? They have to prepare themselves physically. First of all, they've got to climb until the mid... What is the place called? Panamalan, huh? Tanarata. Labanata. Tanarata is Cameron. Labanata. Panamalan now. So you've got to climb for about eight hours, six to eight hours there and rest overnight. And the next morning, I climb. And they needed a guide. Guide name. In case they fall down, in case they are tired, in case they are exhausted. Oh, he's a mentor. He's a guy. Somebody who knows the way, somebody who has experience in life, and they know the terrain, and they can be a guy. That's a mentor. In the journey of life, we need people to guide us. I, I, I wish I had a guy when I was a young, younger Christian. I, I grew up in PJ, Old Town, Old Town, Pataling Jaya, Old Town. Studied primary school there. I went to KL to study from my secondary school there. Uh, and then from KL, after studying from Form 1 to Form 5 to Form 6, and then I went to Bible school already. Wow. Form 6 to the Bible, after lower 6. That was a very, very, very a strange experience. Very rare. Three of us uh, during our time, Pastor Koki, myself, and Pastor Lydia, all went to Form 6 already. Wow, those days very difficult, Form 6, I don't know. You must score this, not this thing, you know. You must get enough credit, enough points, uh, point system. All right. But before we could finish our forms, God led us to go full time already. So, very raw, you know. Went to school, went to Bible school, and then three years in Bible school, praise God, finished. Then got married and went, uh, went to APTS. Now it's, those days were FE Feast, Far East Advanced School of Theology. All right, studied three years in Philippines, and then I went to Penang to pastor, associate pastor in Penang Christian Center for two, two years, and now in Malacca, 37 years in Malacca. Wow, prehistorically. All right. So as, as far as my own journey of life from schooling to Bible school to seminary to pastoring, of course, Glad Tidings PJ was youth pastor. Some of, some of my best years of my life was as a youth pastor in, in Glad Tidings PJ. You see some of them, praise God, strong in the Lord and still serving the Lord. But as far as I'm concerned, it is that my own journey of life, my journey not finished yet. Maybe after Malacca, I come back to PJ. <laughs> right? no, no, who knows the journey of life? We need somebody to really guide us. If we have a guide, praise God. If you don't have a guide, also can survive la, by faith. By the Holy Spirit's help, <laughs> by the Paracletos, but with a guy coming alongside, it is much, much better. So it is it's somebody come along the journey of life to walk with you. And then also, secondly, is a coaching for major life skills. Ah, that's very important. All right. How, how to live life? I was telling you, I went to school, went to Bible school, and straight away became a pastor. All right, the time I graduated I was 21 years old only. What? The 21 years old Noah. Uh, just learning about how to, uh, learning Bible, etc. Et how to live life. We are not married at that time. We are preaching already. There are many things we don't know. We don't understand how to live life. Even now we are learning how to live life. 
Uh, uh, the, the basics of life. You know, in school, we learn very little how to live life. Besides passing examination. Besides scoring distinctions. Besides doing well academically, but learning the, the mechanics of life, how to live life. It's a different challenge. So, in, 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 in helping us to live life, we need experienced people, experienced coaches. Have gone through battle scars. <laughs> have gone through difficulties in their marriage life. Have gone through difficulties in their jobs or their finances or raising children. And they want to come and teach us and guide us how to live life. Next slide tells us about the different stages of life. Can you see the, the cradle and the cradle? What is it? Pram. Pram and little baby there and growing up, okay, yeah, over there. And then it's growing up, growing up, until you die, right? These are, these are stages of life. From birth through having children or kids as kids, teenagers, adults. We get married, we have career, we have family, and then we get retired, and then we die. These are the stages of life. How do we live life from birth to death? Okay? So mentoring is somebody who comes along and coaches how to live life. How, how to manage our finances this is one of the big problems right now. People getting into debts. I know, I know a, a, a lady who has got 20 credit cards. You know, after spending, no, enough, get another one, get another one, and then pay off this, pay off this, 20 credit cards, no. I know it's not, you don't know where, who is it. It's somebody who's really good in financial problems in life. I know in Malaysia, a lot of young people get bankrupt very young in life because they thought you can borrow money and borrow and borrow. How to manage finances? All right, important. How, how to have fitness in life? Look, the older you get, the more fit you should become. You know? Last time we don't know, huh? we simply eat, we simply do everything, and then we are so busy, no time. And as you grow older, as you move, come to retirement, you better keep fit, you know. Otherwise, you're in trouble. All right. Fitness is very important. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Exercises, discipline, and food, right? We eat all kinds of Malaysia is a wonderful country of food. We're the best in the world, uh, Banan. Huh? The food is a food paradise. Malacca, Penang, KL, uh, you name it, uh, Ipoh, all right. This morning before I preach, oh, hungry, really, oh, Pastor Yin Ming, your canteen open or closed, oh. <laughs> Good thing when the new CEO, praise God. No, we, we want to eat, we love to eat, but you know, our, our, our food, huh? spicy, la, oily, la, salty, la, and all kinds of junk food is not good for health. So food is very important. Our coach, we got a coach, a Malay coach, a very good guy, uh, Inchet Raman, Chigo Raman, call him. He said it's not it's 20% exercise, eh? the rest is food. You can do all the exercise if you eat rubbish. You eat cakes, la, you eat a lot of rice, la, you eat a lot of cardboard, you put on, I'm sorry about that, huh? spoil appetite afterwards. Food is a challenge. All of us love to eat, uh. Fast and pray is a different story. Uh. Feasting, everybody can want to come to feast. Uh. Canteen must open, otherwise people won't come to church. All right? So it's, the food is something we're going to learn and discipline ourselves. And then family, right? Oh, raising a family is a challenge. Marriage is a challenge. Children is a challenge. 
Young families, you've got responsibility there. How to raise children. Man, it's a real diff- difficult challenge. How to live. And then faith, of course, in our faith in the Lord. And to, to juggle with our time, our family, our, our exercises, our fitness and our finance is our faith. And here the church comes and praise us, do mentoring. Do mentoring. For what? For your faith. Huh? <laughs> so that your faith will be strong enough to do the rest of the other things as well. Balance. 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 How to live life is very important. I, I feel as a pastor sometimes, I need to be more understanding, more compassionate, more sympathetic because I know people are struggling in life. As much as I want to really preach hard, I will also want to pray God, give grace and mercy if they feel can encourage them. All right. So we need coaches that come alongside, will not condemn us, will not judge us, but encourage us like Barnabas. The third thing about mentoring is the framework for midlife transition. The significance and fulfillment of life as we come through midlife. I see many of you are in midlife. More than midlife, some of you. Okay? All right. And you will be getting there sooner or later. Very important, midlife. Right. 50s, I don't know, 45, 50. Maybe 55, or it depends on the time. We go to midlife crisis, we have done everything, we have raised children, we have bought a house, a car, etc., etc., but we are not happy. We're not fulfilled. We, do, we find we, there's no significance in our life. That's where midlife crisis comes. What else do we do? What, what did I do wrong? All right, that's why if a coach comes along, if a mentor comes along, it will help us. So I was a second career. The first, first couple of years, you have no choice. Lah. My father asked me to study this. I become an engineer, lah, a lawyer, lah, etc. The second career, maybe your, your passion, the things you love to do. And then you have more passion in second career, if you can afford it. Huh? You already established second career. And then retirement, all right? a lot of transitions in life. If you have a good mentor and career guide for you, you will go to transition better. Less hassle. And less difficulty. Now, on, on, I know time is running very fast. Uh, the, the seasons of life. I, I want to run through the four seasons of life. Spring, summer, autumn, winter. Some of you are in spring season. You, you are spring chicken. <laughs> spring, spring time. You're full of youthfulness and energy. Where are the youth? Huh? Oh, man. They're watching TV now, on, on, online, live. Uh, there's some youth here. Praise God, huh? Youthfulness is where there's energy, there's vitality. Look at the flag of the Malaysian flag with all the young people. I love youth. I wish I could be the youth pastor the rest of my life and not pastor old church, old people church. You give life, huh? give life, give energy, and you feel young as well, right? But yeah, yeah, spring is youthful season. I remember the youth came, uh, the sports. Uh, the overseas, the youth that go overseas to study this, this, this springtime. New adventures, new energy, new growth at springtime. And, and difficult transitions in life is no problem for youth. Because they're very adaptable. All right, remember we went to Malacca, we went to New Zealand, we went to America and UK. The, 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 the transitions of life was very easy because we are easy. Our bones are not stiff. <laughs> Our mentality is open. And we can absorb a lot of new things. Spring. 
All right. Some of you are springtime. Pray, enjoy your youth. Let me tell you, youthfulness comes and go very fast. Fifty years ago, I became a Christian. Now I'm no longer young. That 50 years comes very fast. So enjoy your youthfulness. While you're still young, remember your Creator. Yeah. No regrets. I, I'm glad I became a Christian when I was in Form 5, Form 4, Form 5. In the youth, I became a Christian and I went full-time ministry. Wonderful time. And then come summer. Wow, summer is tough. Summer is learning. It's a time for stability and character forming. Summer in summertime. After springtime, then we're in the summertime, right? Where you learn, you'll be stabilized in your character for the first half of your, of your life. Before the midlife. Your career, your, you bought a car, a house, you got married, you have children, you have ministry, all this at the same time. Wow, wow, challenging. How many are in summer now? All right. Hot that summer? Hot summer. You take many risks. You always land your own trophy because you somehow you survive during summer. During our summertime, we homeschool our children. In those days, you never hear homeschooling in the 70s, 80s. All right. Or uh, 90s, sorry, 90s. Uh, we were one of the early pioneers. We, we, we went for a healthy church. We went for coaching and discipleship. Before this is a very crucial for the church. We, we were willing to experiment and not just think of the church size. So we, we experimented a lot of things during summertime. I'm glad we did. We know things didn't work, but work, and what will, or with long term benefits. That was summertime, all right. And then autumn, autumn season is season of fruitfulness and harvesting. I, I like autumn. I think we're in autumn season, not winter yet, I think. We're still autumn. 60 plus. Uh, now, now these people live longer. 65 retirement is... 65 only... Not old, no. Just young old. Uh, there are different categories. Of, I like to talk about aging. Really, this is my passion. I like to, to talk about old people now. I finished my youth ministry. Now, old people ministry. There is a that need for convergence during, during that autumn season. I told you, convergence. I started very young. Right? I was a teenager. I went full-time ministry. No regrets. I left school. Uh, my friends, my classmates were shocked where this guy left. I finished lower six. Well, I was one of the best schools in the country. Left form six and then disappeared after never come to upper six. All right. My senior assistant, Brother Okong Lam from Bukit Bintang Boys School, became the, uh, one of my uh, senior assistants. He was Christian. He counseled me, don't be silly, go Bible school. What? You go waste your life. After 30 years reunion, we came back for the old boys again. This is the same old Kong Lam. I said, hey, praise God. Uh, you made a good decision. And they even called me to give a testimony of all my classmates. Uh, I'm still in the ministry. Thank God. All right. So there is a convergence time. It is autumn time. It's convergent. As a Sunday school, a youth and a marriage, as a parent, as a pastor, myself, my own experience is convergence time. My experience as a pastor, an executive, uh, Malika Pastors Fellowship was a chairman, and, and different crises in our life brought convergence. Convergence means what? No? Means like everything now squeezed into the juice. Now the juice come out. Uh, this is the essence of life. Uh, it is convergence time. It is character transformation. It is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. After all the years of growing up and struggling and making mistakes in life and preaching sometimes, 
not very strong, uh, strong teaching of the word of the Lord. Sometimes not balanced. Huh? Now learning conversion, learning uh, patience and temperance, etc. Now learning convergence. This is one of the most exciting time in life. 65 and above. Convergence. That is autumn. How are you in autumn season? It's the best time in your life after you retire. 65. All right. It's the best time. Don't waste it playing golf. La. Nothing wrong with playing golf. Go ahead and play golf. I tried golf. I didn't like it. Anyway, or don't waste your time just playing mahjong. La. And, you know, some of these things are okay. But you see it wisely because it's the best time of your life. You have made all the mistakes. Now you are your grandparent. Now you've got the money. You've got the time. You've got the health. Do something for the kingdom of God. Besides playing golf, right? Do something for the kingdom of God. All right. Praise God. Ah, then come winter season. Ah, winter season is solitude. It is hibernate. Ah. Wow, best time of winter. Hibernate. And it's during the time of hibernation, your wisdom from God. Because you don't do a lot of things. A lot of time we are busy doing a lot of things. We have no time to hibernate. <laughs> uh, no time to reflect. Hey, wisdom comes through hibernation. When you crystallize the truth and you begin to reflect and think through some of the things, you can then have a lot of wisdom. Winter is a time of pain. It's a time of difficulty. It's a time of interiority. We go deep inside. Wisdom, right? Wisdom, all right? You're, you're withdrawn to a hiding place and you contemplate. Now, those of us are 65, 70. Hey, we've got time now. Time to contemplate, time to reflect, time to think about life, time to think about what is, what is the meaning of not too late. No, not too late, you still have life, all right? And, and then you, you, you begin to realize that life is not just doing, it's being. Amen. And a lot of times you don't need to do a lot of things on, just be there is enough, right? When your church has got a need, just be there, la. I encourage people, just be there. I, we like this phase of our life. We, we, at Malacca Church, it's a smaller church congregation. We have more time uh, in many ways. When a church got an activity, a council has something on, we are just there. La. Do nothing. Just be there. Like yesterday, we had a church without walls. They had a church dedication. We just went there only and enjoyed ourselves. Just be there and just show ourselves. There's a power of presence. Right? You cannot do anything. It's all right. Sometimes we cannot do already, my already cannot move here and there. But be there, like, being is very important. Look at a tree. What does a tree do? It just grow on here. So be a tree, like. be, all right? Right. And, and, and fulfill the. Wow, very happy are you? You don't have to do anything, ah? Huh? Only winter can be, be there, huh? summer you better do, huh? Uh, is when the, the depth of spirituality, you know, when you are alone with God, you realize how spiritual you are. Not when you are speaking in tongues and dancing and prophesying. It's when you are alone, nobody is around. We are there by ourselves. Our children are married and gone. Our children, grandchildren don't want to play with us. Then we are alone. Me and Jesus, praise God, we fall in love again and again and again. You know, just be there. There's a depth of spirituality. Right, and also fulfill divine destiny. At the end of the day, is fulfilling God's divine destiny. 
It's not how big you are, how strong you are, how successful you are, how rich you are. Have you fulfilled God's destiny for your life? All right. Okay, I better carry on. Which season are you in now this morning? Which season? Are you in spring, youthfulness? Praise God, enjoy your youthfulness. Are you in summer? Okay. We let this summer, guys, more free. Let them establish their career, establish their, their financial loan, establish whatever they need to establish in their life. There's summertime, I'm busy. But then there's an autumn season. These are the ones we harvest. Harvest, really get these guys. They already established. They already bought a house and the cars and the land, etc. Right, harvest time and then winter. Destiny, to fulfill the destiny of God. I want to just close with three key elements of mentoring. I've got five more minutes. Okay. Three key elements of mentoring. First of all, it's relational. Second key element is growth mindset. And the third key element is mutual development. All right. The most important thing in mentoring is relational. Right? Relational. Relational. It's relationship in mentoring. If you cannot relate with a person, you cannot mentor the guy. He, if he doesn't like you, <laughs> he won't learn from you. Even if you bring a stick. Relationship, that trust, that open dialogue. There must be the open dialogue. You can talk, open your heart. If mentoring you, you close your heart, no point mentoring. You must stay in the congregation and listen. You want to open your heart. You're going to share your difficulty, share your doubts, and share your whatever struggles in your life. There's open dialogue. You're, you're not afraid to be yourself. It's one of the most difficult things in life. To be yourself, no. Or, and then, then chemistry, you know, not only chemistry, you know chemistry, chemistry. <laughs> you, you don't have chemistry with that guy, you, 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 chemical reaction, you cannot mentor. It must be the chemistry, all right? You're able to flow along, and then of course you new believers. So the relationship is a heart of mentoring. The most, the biggest problem in life is relationship, Right? Marriage relationship, family, parental, children relationship, church relationship, leaders, pastoral church, etc. Relationship is the problem, not our skills. We all know we have skills. We are very clever devil. And the new generation know everything in life. Google will tell you everything. Google is good and bad. Huh? We know a lot of things, but when it comes to relationship, can we get along? There are many difficult peoples in life. Do you realize that? Sometimes brother, sister, difficult. Husband, wife, difficult. Church, pastor, myself, not pastor, you mean. Pastor, difficult. Huh? Sometimes neighbor, difficult. They throw rubbish there. Sometimes boss, difficult. Do you sometimes realize you are the difficult one? I'm the difficult one, you know. That's why I have church split. Like. I'm the difficult one. So relationship is the key. In mentoring, we are trying to get two persons together, or three. So you put the wrong guy together, chemistry. <laughs> so you need, really, really need the wisdom of God. How to pair? How can it be natural? How can we uh, can do probationary? Or not? One week first, two weeks, cannot. I don't know. That's your pastor's problem, not my problem. So relationship is the heart of mentoring. Number two is growth mindset. Growth mindset. If, if a person is not interested to grow, ah, don't waste your time. Amen? 
Jesus only chose 12 because they were willing to grow, grow. Jesus said, come and follow me. They left everything and followed Jesus. I'm going to give an altar call. <laughs> come and follow Jesus. Give your life as a mentor. It's a commitment. Huh? So if you're willing to be a mentor and say, yes, I'm willing to be a mentor or I'm willing to be mentored, also can come. All right? You've got to make a decision. You want to have a growth mentality. You want to grow. You don't want to grow, so can. You can still go to heaven. Yeah. yeah go faster. No. God is a loving God. Discipleship is conditional. But salvation is free. But you want to grow, you have a desire to grow. You are hungering to grow. You have a desire to grow. I thank God for MCO. La. All right? Those people who don't want to come to church, don't come already. No, sorry, I was in Zoom. Sometimes it's physical. Sometimes you're not well. Sometimes you've got all kinds of reasons. It's good. La. Sometimes huh? people don't come. Oh, so okay, la. Those people want to come, come. La. Those have desire. Those have a hunger. Let them come because they are the ones who draw from you. You can always be not interested come to church. Ah, oh, yeah, the speakers get discouraged. So when you're hungry for the Lord, the growth mindset, kingdom expansion. Now I can talk about one hour of the kingdom of God because we need the kingdom of God in the last days. It's not building your church. It's building the kingdom of God and contemplate prayer. Not only we are learning contemplate prayer because we're in the winter season. Autumn, winter. We are learning to meditate. We are learning to hibernate. We are learning to stay in Malacca. Nobody catch you in Malacca. Very peaceful one. You grow longer. You, you grow wiser. You go younger. In Malacca, you can, you cannot, you cannot stress, stress, everything stress. All right. Learn to contemplate prayer. But I wish I learned it earlier. You don't need to wait until your winter season. Now you learn to meditate and contemplate and reflect. You have depth in life. And true spirituality. And finally, the third important thing about it is mutual development. Now, this is very important, mutual development. When you are mentoring somebody, you are not there to teach or lecture. You are there to learn together. Of course, if you are older, of course, you've got maybe more life experiences. But you're not there to teach. You're there to learn together. It's mutual development. It's sharing life's experiences. And you will learn a lot from young people. You'll learn from children. You'll learn from teenagers. Because when you, 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 you share, they will share their life. You see new perspective, a new technology, new way of doing things. So it's, it's mutual. It's growing together. You, you don't say, I'm the mentor. No, you better listen to me. You'll finish. You're not three months, one and a half Weeks still gone already. Because you're there to learn together. You're learning, you're listening. All right, important. And then uh, it's a two-way learning and also opportunity to, to influence. Let me tell you the time you spend, an hour, a week or so, the opportunity to influence that life for the next generation. Amazing. Those are the ISCA days. Pastor Yiming was on those ISCA days uh, as GD pastor. The, the youth, the, the, the hours we spend with them, now they're in full-time ministry, not because of me. God's grace. The, the investment, the influence upon their life can be for eternity during mentoring. In conclusion, okay, last Sunday's message, you had biblical mentoring by Pastor Yin Ming. 
I talk about Moses and Joshua. All right, next slide. <clears throat> uh, mentoring on leadership. All right, it's a beautiful, beautiful slide there. And the next one is Jesus and the disciples is impartation of life. He got a 12 disciples, Jesus imparted life and training. And Paul and Timothy is passing down legacy. Paul told Timothy, what I've, uh, I, 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 I pass on to you the legacy. All right. This morning, you ask yourself, who am I? All right. I am not Jesus. I am not Moses. I am not Paul. I am no full-time minister. All right. How can I be a mentor? Who am I? I'm just an ordinary Christian pastor. How do we a mentor? Oh, mentor is like a big title. Of, oh, mentor. Hey, me a mentor? Yes, you. You can be a mentor. And last slide is, can you be a people helper? Challenge this morning. Barnabas, in some sense, was not an outstanding guy like Paul and and, and Silas and Timothy and, and all the 12 disciples of Jesus. Now, Barnabas, good old Barnabas, was a son of encouragement. Okay? Barnabas. He was a giver. He gave a piece of land. He was a risk taker. He took Paul. He risked and introduced Paul to the disciples. He was a patient teacher. He was a nurturer to John Mark. And he was an encourager this morning. Barnabas helped Paul, John, Mark, and others. If you don't want to be a mentor, do you want to be an encourager? Amen? Be the encourager first. First step. Pastor, here am I. I. I want to be an encourager. I want to encourage the new Christian, the young Christian, the newcomers in the church. I want to just go there and encourage them. First step. The next step, maybe with a little bit of training, maybe you can be more specific. The pastor may pair you up. And then you can study. I believe every one of us can have the role of an encourager and a mentor and be a mentor. Right. Let's, let's bow our heads this morning.